Bell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. I just want to say hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, morning. I know. Whatever time of day it is at this moment that you're listening to this, or no matter where in the world you are, if you're listening to what we're saying, then you are simply waking up and waking up to your true life. So I bid you a good morning. Now, as always, I want to just remind you that living in these three ways is so very important for us to to wake up to a beautiful, beautiful, amazing life. And that is, first of all, living in thanks, living with gratitude. We call it living with an attitude of gratitude. And it's an attitude of gratitude because it may not be a moment in time where you're really thankful for what's going on in your life. You might have lost a loved one. You might have lost some money. And you're not thankful for that necessarily, but if you have the attitude of gratitude, the thankfulness in your heart, then that is the only way, the only way that you're going to get to happiness. Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, giving. It's so important to give. You must give when you can. And as we talk about giving, we're talking about giving of something that's of value to you. You know, if you've got $100 in your pocket and you see someone and you give them 25 cents, they may really, really need that 25 cents. But if it's no value to you or very little value to you, it's not really giving when you can. Now, we're not really just talking about money. We're talking about everything, giving up your time, your service, your, your wisdom. Give when you can, something of value to you, because giving is a two-way street. When you're giving, you're receiving at the same time. And then thirdly, we have this gift, this power, this power to choose. And when you have the power to choose, you must use it wisely and responsibly. And to do that, you must love first. Love first and then choose. And when I say love first, I mean love yourself first. Because if you're loving everything and everybody else, and that's why you're, you're, you're choosing what you're choosing, then you really are not taking care of yourself. And at some point, you're going to resent those choices. And if you resent those choices, you're going to regret those choices. So in order to really make the right choices in life, love yourself, your true self first, and then choose. Now, I know if you've lived your life that those three ways this past week, then you've had an amazing week. And I know that you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So I bid you good morning. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining True Life Academy. We are here uh, and we have a very, very special guest that's going to join us to this morning. Dr. Leah Jackman Waitner has helped thousands of people 
understand who they are, change their lives, and create real happiness. She has been an executive coach for 14 years, helping people harness the power of their mindset to create the results they want in their career, business, and life. Dr. Leah is a published author who holds master's and doctorate degrees in counseling psychology from the Ohio State University. She graduated cum laude from the University of Missouri, Columbia, with a double major in psychology and French. Dr. Leah is a member of Phi Beta Kappa. Dr. Leah has given hundreds of speeches and seminars and is available for keynotes and workshops on creating the life you want and easy steps to improving your life. Wow. Hello, Dr. Leah. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It's good to hear it's good to hear your voice and good to be with you all today. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. And and I, I tell you, uh, as I was uh, looking at some of the things that you've accomplished and and uh, your travels, um, I I am always uh, just taken with what drives people to accomplish so much in life. So I'd like to hear from you. How did you get into the business of of coaching, executive coaching? But it sounds like you do it from a different angle, and I like that angle in terms of mindset and and helping people with their lives as well. What brought you to this work? You know, it's kind of funny. I I had spent a lot of years doing therapy um, as a psychologist, and and I loved that work. But one of the things that was difficult for me was that. I, you know, the people have a different level of privacy when you're doing um, therapy versus what most coaching clients want or care to have. And so I'd see people in the grocery store and I didn't know whether to say hello or not. Mm-hmm. So what you said earlier in the introduction about about the connection and, and loving people and loving yourself, I had started thinking, I just don't feel right. I feel weird having that distance. So that's when I learned about coaching and it was, you know, forever ago and, and it was 2000, 2002 when I, 2002 when I started doing coaching a little bit earlier when I heard about it and I thought, you know, that might be an answer, a way for me to help people, but also where they wouldn't feel nervous saying hello to me in public. <laughs> so so is there a stigma in, in saying hello to your, your uh, therapist or your psychologist? Some people are just, you know, some people want their privacy and some other people would be comfortable, but it was just always hard for me to not know how familiar to be with someone because I'm kind of one of those people, once you get to know me, you just know me. And once my clients uh, start working with me, you know, there's that sense of community and connection that, that matters immensely to me. So coaching was an incredibly good fit for me. That's fantastic. It actually says quite a bit about you. And if you don't mind, I, I'm just going to just share what, what, what it means to me that you've taken this route. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, you know, the psychology is very, very important, understanding how the mind works and, and the work that you're doing as a psychologist. And, and uh, I think it's so very important. But when I think about coaches, I think about people who are giving and not just analyzing what a person's all about, but they're truly giving and wanting to see so much more for that person's future and guiding them so that they can get that. 
Now, I know psychologists, depending on who the psychologist is, probably have that same uh, drive and bent. But in terms of a coach, you really you you win when your client wins, and and that, to me that separates us. Yeah, I I agree, and I would also add that one of the things I love about coaching is that I can help people with that interaction between their career and their business and their life, mm-hmm. and how it all goes together, so that it all um, it all integrates well. Yes, yes. Well, you know, it, it, um, I I do this thing that I, uh, that's called work life balance and. And truly, my take on work-life balance is that you, you, they're not two separate things that you have to balance. Your life is your work. Your work is your life. And there's a third element in there that I always put in there, and it's called play. You know, there's the work life, there's the home life, and then there's play. And all three have to be um, kind of tied together and in sync for you to be uh, fully uh, engaged and, and fulfilled. I totally agree. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this: in in terms of of your background in psychology, um, I, I noticed that you went to Ohio State. Yay, Ohio State! Go uh, I'm a, I'm a University of Washington myself, but uh, I do have several friends who have graduated there and uh, from there, and uh, and I was I spent a, a little time in Ohio as well in Cleveland, uh, but in your time uh, going through the schooling at Missouri, Columbia, and Ohio State, um, were you always on this mission to help people, or were you just trying to get another degree? You know, I have a weird relationship to setting goals. I am not very good at goal setting. I never was, the degrees were really just a means to an end. Mm. I, during my, um, while I was working on my bachelor's degree, I found out, well, to be able to practice independently doing therapy, the best route to do that is to get a PhD in psychology. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll get one of those. (laughs) And if I had set out and said, I want to have a doctorate, I probably would have freaked myself out and sabotaged it. Mm -hmm. But since it was just the means to the end of this is the way for me to be independent, and I kind of like control and freedom and things like that, it was it was just the next logical step. Um, I think I did always have, you know, my dad's a minister, mm. and um, my my drive has always been, how do you help people? How do you take care of people? So that it's always been a natural fit for me in that way. I see, I see. So you've got some uh, some deep roots in uh, in when it comes to helping others. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, that that certainly helps, um, and I, I know what you mean. Once you try to set a goal to get a degree or something, things always seem to get in the way. But you had a different driver that that kept you moving forward. It sounds like. Yep, yep. For me, it was, you know, how do I get out there? How do I how do I do something for somebody? And I just happened to get a lot of degrees in the in the process. <laughs> yeah. Now, and at the same time, you were studying. The, the way the mind works, you were also studying French. Parlez-vous français? Oui, bien sûr. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and actually, you know, the with uh with the French degree, that was just because I liked it. I thought, well, I've taken a lot of classes. I like it. I might as well get another major, which is not <laughs> most people's approach to life. Oh <laughs> uh, well, most people have taken that time and, and gone partying while they're in school or doing something else, a, a job on the side, but. Uh, Taking French, I think that will uh, that will serve you well going forward. It probably already has. 
<laughs> for sure. Okay, well, we are here with Dr. Leah, and we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I've got some uh, pretty, uh, I think I'll call them interesting uh, questions, and I'd love to hear some interesting insights from you, Dr. Leah. Sounds great. All right. So, everyone, we, are, we will be back right after these messages. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into coaching executives with, a, with the right mindset. We'll be back right after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. We're talking about really the mindset and how to create the life that you really want, designing your life, not only at work, but at home as well, and at play, for that matter. Um, so, Dr. Leah, let's talk a little bit about how you approach this issue of creating uh, and designing the, the life that, that you really want. I mean, is that, is that even possible? Yeah, you know, it, it actually is. Most people don't realize how much, how much is in their control. People focus on the things that are beyond them, when really you can get a lot more of what you want with a few a few simple steps. 
And uh, so let's let's talk about that. Why why aren't people doing that? <laughs> I I honestly think people just get used to their limitations. Do you know that old story about the elephant and how you train an elephant in a circus? Uh-huh. If you you know the story, if you have a, a baby elephant and they're tied to a tied to a post, they can't move. By the time they're a grown up elephant, you could have a tiny little thread that actually holds them still because. They came to believe that they couldn't move. And in my mind, a lot of us act in that same way. We get used to the limitations that we've had since childhood. You know, if you think about it, when you're a toddler and you want something and your parent says no, they can pick you up and move you away, right? right. Well, we just carry that sense of, uh, sense that somebody else gets to decide what we what we want or do, we carry that forward into adulthood in a way that's really not productive. I see. I see. So th- these are learned behaviors or learned beliefs, I guess you would call them, right? Exactly. Exactly. Learned so, behaviors, which you've got to really work to unlearn because mm-hmm. we sort of take it for granted and need to uh, really pretty deliberately remove those thoughts from our minds. Right. Right. Well, we're, I, I want to explore with you how we do that. And, but I, I just want to comment that when... You and I talked, um, I don't know if it was the first time or the second time we've, we talked, I just felt just a very aligned message uh, around beliefs and fears. And, and so I'd like to, you know, instead of talking about it myself, I want our listeners to hear someone else's point of view around what it takes to create um, the beliefs, get rid of the negative beliefs and the fears that, that might be holding them back, um, how to recognize them, and, and then how to shift. So can you help us with that as we talk through the, uh, the hour? Sure, sure. Where, where do you want me to start? Because <laughs> I can ramble for a long time. Yeah, yeah. see, I know. It's a big subject. <laughs> it, it really is a big subject. And this is, this is one of the things that, uh, uh, that uh, maybe together we can, we can carve down into something that's uh, consumable very easily. Now, mm-hmm. when people talk about self-belief um, or self-doubt, or they talk about the fear, the fear of failure, embarrassment, uh, judgment, rejection, all, all those things, um, it's easy to understand what those fears are. And it's simple to say, well, that's what's holding you back. But it may not be as easy to unravel it and undo it. So um, let's start there. Let's start talking about what, what holds us back when it comes to fears and beliefs. Great, great. So, so one of the things I think about is about confidence. And actually, um, the first book I wrote was on confidence. I don't mm-hmm. remember if you and I even discussed that. But it's uh, you know, Dr. Leah's core confidence model is the, is the model I go through. And, and it's an approach to thinking about confidence and change where you really have to know yourself because sometimes people know they have self doubt, but they're not sure what the source of it is, or they're thinking about it actually slightly wrong. You know, I'm, I live in Southern Indiana and around here, when people are talking about someone who's quiet, they'll say they're backwards or some other disparaging term for a person being quiet when I would reframe that and say, well, they're just introverted and maybe they don't really have a need to have a 
giant group of friends. That doesn't mean they're socially inept. It just means that's not where they get their energy. So I think you got to really dissect that issue of, of what you think the problem is to make sure you're actually solving the right one. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely does. You know, I, I, I've heard the, uh, and I was the same way as a, as a child. I was always called shy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I tore it apart for myself, um, I, as I got older, I realized that it wasn't necessarily that I was shy, whatever that meant. Um, but I always kind of went into my internal self because, you know, as an introvert, because I, I was kind of afraid of, of being rejected. You know, I didn't ask the girl to dance because I didn't want to hear her no. I didn't uh, put myself out there because I didn't want to be embarrassed. That I had all these other internal fears that were really playing out and other people would see it as being, oh, he's just shy. Uh, but there's other things going on for us. No matter what our behavior is, it's an indication of something else going on for us, good or bad. Right. You know, one of my favorite reframes for the, uh, for the idea of shyness is instead of saying someone's shy to say they're a cautious first responder. <laughs> so their first response is cautiousness. Mm. It, that actually comes from a book by a woman named Mary Sheedy Kerchinka um, called Your, um, uh, Your, Your Spirited Child. Um, if anyone wants to look that up. But I love that because, and actually you and I have that in common. We didn't actually discuss that. I was terribly shy. The joke at my in my family was that the the women who worked in the nursery at church didn't know that my parents had two children because my brother would go play and have fun and I would stay buried in my mother's skirt. Mm. <laughs> and And I actually am very extroverted. I just was really afraid and didn't know what to say to people. I actually taught myself how to make small talk by reading a book. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when I was 33, I called myself a recovering shy person <laughs> because it's still deliberate. Like, and that's what, you know, you asked about like negative beliefs and, and what do we do about that? Mm-hmm. My optimism is a trained response. It's not natural for me. You know, I much more look for, you know, what's the the one thing that could go wrong? I have to train myself and focus really deliberately on what the opportunities are, what could be okay, how this could work out in a positive way, because it it's just not my history and experience to just do that automatically. So I, I think that's really important is to say, you know, wherever you're coming from, you can learn a new set of behaviors and then that becomes slowly incorporated into you. Yes, yes. And, and certainly um, there's, a, there's a part of our shyness, if you will, or introversion that serves us well. And, and it's a comfort area for many people. I would ask you this, and, and I'm only assuming that this is the case. People who are just the opposite, they're gregarious, they're outgoing, they're always... You know, people call them ADD in some cases. They're just going, going, going. There's probably something there that's driving that as well, and it has to do with their belief and maybe fears also. Yes? Yeah, that, that, I, I always believe that things are never about the what but the why. Right. So you could be quiet because you're being careful and, and observant, or you could be outgoing because you're running from something. Mm. Or you could be outgoing because you just want to meet new people and have fun. But but it could just as easily be you're outgoing because you can't commit to something. 
So you never know. You never know what's behind it. You never know what's in a person's heart until they tell you. Right. Right. All right. But, but you can't compare. You can't compare what you think they're all about to what to what reality. You have to understand that that's not necessarily reality. You can't because people will all people who are have any level of self doubt, which is really all of us, will always presume the best about someone else and not see that that uh, potential challenge that they're facing. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. All right. So let's talk about, uh, you know, just creating this this life. If we if we can identify what our what our negative beliefs and our fears are, how do we get past that to begin to create this amazing life that that we all talk about and we all seem to aspire to? I think that, you know, the first thing is you have to figure out what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And so many of us have hidden dreams, um, unfulfilled dreams that are locked inside of us. And sometimes they'll peek out and see the light of day and then they get afraid and they run back in. But if you can say to yourself, okay, I've got these dreams. I want to make sure that I get to accomplish them. Then, you know, you, when you figure that out, then you start to be able to create the life you want. So first you have to know what it is that you want. <laughs> Sounds simple enough. Right. But, but it's, it's very hard for a lot of folks. Yes, yes. Because we've, you know, we've been shut down or we've uh, gotten a message that that wasn't okay. So, and actually, and, and we can get a little bit into this now and maybe a little bit after the next break, but... Sometimes it's not the thing that you think you want, but it's what that represents. Right. Well, that's interesting you say that because uh, sometimes we it, it appears that we don't really know what we want, but we've been told what we should want. And that uh, seems to drive us. And then when we really investigate and, and peel back the onion, so to speak, we find oh, that's not what I wanted after all. My, my family wanted me to be a lawyer. I didn't really want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even if you were good at it, maybe it didn't really fulfill your deepest dream. Yes. Yes. So that first step is extremely important. Really getting clear on what it is you want. When we talk about having an amazing life, what is that for you? What does that look like for you? I mean, I, I'm speaking metaphorically for all of us that we really have to, to, to understand that first before we take the next step, which you're going to tell us after the break what that next step is, because I'm really anxious how to get to the finish line here, <laughs> how we get this amazing life. So first step, know what you want. All right. So we're going to take a quick break here, and Dr. Leah is going to uh, walk us down this path uh, to this journey of, of an amazing life. And uh, we're going to do that um, right after these messages. In the meantime, think about what is it that you want, not what you've been told to want, but what you really want. We'll be right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right 
here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, Dr. Leah, we are going to talk about this thing about uh, what we want, this, this, clar- this clarity that we have to have. Because you know, I, I, I told everyone to just think about what it is that you really want. Um, but is there a way to really get clear about that um, and, and make sure that, that we're not just following, you know, what the Joneses have next door or, or what we've been told all our lives we should want. How do we get clear about that? For me, the first step is to write down all the things you know you want and just allow for the fact that, you know, part of it's going to be just about the comparison with the Joneses and part of it's going to be, you know, my grandma said I should be X, Y, Z and just write down everything you think you want. That might be 10 things. It might be 150. If you get them all out of your head and onto paper, then we can start to sort through them in a slightly different way. But you just start by just doing an entire brain dump and get all those ideas out on paper. Okay? Okay. So then after that, you can start to say, what do I see as themes? Maybe if you've got 150 ideas, maybe... You can see immediately, all right, this chunk came from this set of my family. This chunk came from teachers who thought I was great and should go do do something specific. Um, I work with a lot of lawyers, um, and you know, lots of lawyers have been told, well, you argue a lot, so therefore you should be a lawyer. Well, that's <laughs> just like really not helpful as career advice <laughs> by any means. <laughs> It's unfortunate, and I, and I feel bad, you know. I know, I know a lot of potential lawyers then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a million ways to use that skill of 
of analysis and insightful thinking, right? It doesn't have to just be the practice of law. Mm -hmm. So once you get all those ideas out, and if you read over that list three, four times, you'll see that certain things stand out to you. And it might not be the things you think would stand out to you. Mm-hmm. So maybe, it, and it, this is going to sound strange, but you know, maybe you've always wanted a certain, a certain model of car. Mm-hmm. And, and that keeps coming back and that keeps being this repeating theme in your mind of, I just haven't accomplished this because I haven't gotten that car. Well, maybe it's the car you want or maybe it's what that car represents. Mm-hmm. Does that car mean that you have a right to want this random thing that nobody in your family would ever care about? Or does that car mean that you achieved a level of success that you had the income to spend on something that was completely frivolous and not, not really required for your life? Does the car mean that you see yourself in a certain level and that you accept that level of sophistication within yourself? You got to look at like what that dream represents to you and and no one can tell you that you can ask yourself those questions and start to discern it or if you take the 10 things off that list that matter the most and then write down your associations Mm -hmm. and then see what are the themes for those associations wow that's pretty uh that's pretty powerful what you just said and 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 if you don't mind i'm just going to go back over that because sure great this is probably just old hat to you and, and you and you just put it out there. But but you hit something right on the nose when you talked about, um, you know, really understanding why you want that. And if you want it, this new car, let's just take a, a new car as an example. If you want it because it, it represents something that's deeper in you, uh, success or whatever it might be, that's one thing. But if you want it because you want to keep up with the Joneses or it makes you look good to others, that's a different, uh, that's a different motivation. But, and, and I'm not in judgment here. It's not that one is good and one is bad. But understanding what the motivation is is important so that you can make a choice as to how much time, energy, money, effort you put towards what's motivating you. Right, exactly. And I think, just tagging along with that, that when you're really clear about what your motivation is, then it's easier to to move forward toward it. Mm -hmm. If you are just pursuing the goal that you think you should have, you won't pursue it as meaningfully as if you understand what it really represents. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Love that. And also, if you decide that what that car represents is your ultimate success, you may decide you don't actually care about the car at all. You just care about your ultimate success and let's go get that thing rather yes. than the external trapping that you thought would make you feel better. Fantastic. Love it. Ah, good. good. <laughs> so keep, keep, keep it coming because uh, I, I, if, I hope everybody's getting something out of this. I'm taking mad notes over here and uh, because it's really helping uh, me just peel apart this thing of clarity uh, around what it is you really, really want. Because once you get clear on why you want it, then you have, I guess, a little more motivation, more push to go toward that or stay away from it because you want it for the wrong reasons. Uh, but at least you know now you're not just chasing something for the sake of chasing it. 
so important. Exactly, exactly. And and most people have never been taught this way to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're taught, you know, how many business conferences have you been to over your career? Probably mm-hmm. tons, right? Dozens. Yes. And everybody says, identify your big why. Know <laughs> why you're doing this, and then it'll all be fine. Well, honest to God, me identifying my big why never was enough to propel me. Mm-hmm. Because my internal self-sabotaging limitations would take over every single time. And, and so even though I knew I wanted this for, I don't know, whatever that reason was, it, it, it wasn't enough to make me uh, push hard enough to overcome my fears. Once I got in touch with the deepest why that I could find, which is, for me, honestly, I'm going to sacrifice everything to make sure that I get my own personal growth. My own personal growth and learning matters more to me than almost anything else. I mean, I adore my family, but even adoring my family wasn't always enough to, uh, to make me stretch out of my comfort zone, you know, um, and I do think you always have to know, no matter how vital your family is to you, you have to know, who am I at the end of the day if nobody else was here? Right. What matters to me still if nothing else is left? And so I'm really driven by my own growth. And if I can stay in touch with that and say, no matter what challenge I face, this is part of my growth. This is a way for me to get better and better as a person, as a professional, then I'll keep driving and I'll keep keep stretching out of my comfort zone. Yes. You know, once you leave your comfort zone, there is a uh there is a very high likelihood, a very high chance, a very high possibility that you're going to be on new ground, so you're going to stumble a little bit. And uh, you know, I call it Failure, for lack of a better term. But the only way to be successful is to go through failure. So if you I have this, that. don't you hate that? I know it's a, it's a, it's a I cruel it. it's a cruel joke that, that <laughs> the universe has played on us that you in order to succeed you must fail. Um, but but here's the deal: uh, if you are afraid of failing, then you are not going to step out of that comfort zone. And right. if, you, if you do the math, if you look, look at the formula, it says, well, if you don't step out of the comfort zone and you don't fail, then you won't succeed. So you stay comfortable because you have the fear and you never succeed. And you wonder, why aren't I succeeding? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, honestly, this is one of the biggest challenges in my life is tolerating failure. <clears throat> and think about it. I mean, I've got a whole bunch of degrees I clearly was a little obsessive about school and <laughs> grades, right? I don't do failure easily. It just, oh, man. we I went to one of those, uh, what do you call those, group training things, you know, like ropes course and that oh, kind yeah. of thing, team building stuff. Yes. And they had a stand in this, they, they drew a circle on the ground with a rope and they said, okay, anybody who's excited about what we're doing today, go to the center. Anybody who's a little excited, a little nervous, be in the middle. If you're really nervous and this is like really stretching your comfort zone, stand on the line. 
I went like 10 feet outside of that circle mm. because I was just terrified. Like this is so far out of my comfort zone and I'm going to look like a fool and not know what I'm doing. And oh, one of my very clear memories from when I was seven years old is we had this um, this record album from Sesame Street and Big Bird is make, singing this song that says, everybody makes mistakes, so why can't I? Mm. And I remember so clearly listening to that and thinking, well, no, I'm not, you know, like, the logic of what he was saying made no sense to me. Of course I cannot make a mistake. And I was really sure, certain about that at seven years old. Wow. So uh, I don't know if you, have you read John Maxwell? Is it Failing Forward? Is that the name of that book? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, Highly recommend that book absolutely. to anyone who's listening. It sounds like you have embedded that really into your being in a different way than I have. I probably need to reread it. But, <laughs> but being able to tolerate failure and know it's okay and not beat yourself up about it is a huge part of growth. Right, right. The, the shift for me is that you, you, you almost know that you have to fail. If you want to be successful, you have to fail. And so when you see failure, it's not one of those downers. It becomes a, oh my God, I'm that much closer Yes, I just failed again. Yes. It, it just shifts the paradigm about what failure really means. It's a lovely idea. I will embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that one, Clarence. Okay, now we've got, a, we've got just really quick a minute, and I meant to do this earlier. How can people reach you right away? We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and, and do this again. But I just before we go into break, what's the best way of reaching you? fastest way to reach me is leahjackman.com, L-E-A-H. J-A-C-K-M-A-N dot com. And if you put it back, yeah, leahjackman.com, if you, uh, and backslash Clarence, you're going to find a fun offer. Oh, Oh, I love gifts. Thank you for that. Uh, We'll come back and we'll talk about that again uh, before the end of the show. But I just wanted to get that in before, I mean, I'm just so enthralled with the conversation, I forgot to introduce how to reach you. Um, Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I've got a very interesting set of questions to ask you, and and, uh, we'll learn more about how we create this amazing life. We'll be right back after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, we're here with Dr. Leah Jackman-Waitman, and we are really getting into this this, uh, movement of what it takes to be successful. Um, But before we dive in there, I want to give everyone another chance to find you, Dr. Leah. How can they find you? They can find me online at leahjackman.com. So it's L-E-A-H-J-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, When we were talking about failing and succeeding, um, you know, there are, there, there's this, I call it a triad, if you will. Uh, And you mentioned all three of these things. So I'm I'm so happy to hear you mention them because it it just validates my own thinking around this. It's always good to be validated. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had talked about belief and you had talked about overcoming fear. Um, And I call that courage, if you will. And then you talked about the why, what, you know, what it means to you. And those three things, because you said, even if you know your big why, it's not enough usually because if you don't have the right belief, if you have self-doubt and if you have the fear, that can stop you. So you need all three of those things. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I've never heard anyone put those as a triad, but I totally agree. Yeah, I, I actually created a model that, that has those three things. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you. Okay. We are so aligned here. I appreciate you. Uh, and you mentioned a book that you have called uh, Dr. Leah's Core Confidence Model. Yeah, the um, the core confidence model is in um, a book called Unlocking the Confidence Code, and Unlocking the Confidence Code you can find on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a look for that because I think it can only help me build um, build my uh, my my uh, confidence muscles, if you will. Actually, and... it's going to be a bonus for the offer I make later. Oh my gosh! You just you're just, just in saying. this. You're a radical giver. I love that. Hey, I am trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone, when we talked at the beginning of the show talking about give when you can, Dr. Leah is demonstrating that for us right now. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So once we've taken this first step and we spent a little bit of time talking about this clarity and getting and, and knowing what you really want, um, what do you do next? How do you really begin to put that into play? What I think you do is you say, you know, what is it I want? This dream does matter. This dream is important. You know, if you haven't given up a dream after multiple failed attempts or five or 25 years, then it obviously matters, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to take action. 
And the simplest way to take action is to stop and look and say, where am I already taking action? Now, if you are a person who likes to beat yourself up, you're not going to like that idea. And most people are like, well, that's not, you know, that's not complicated enough. That's not difficult enough. But the reality is if you start by appreciating what you're already doing, every other amount of success is easier to achieve. So you start there and you say, all right, if what I want is mm, to be a best-selling author, well, where am I already taking action toward that? If, am I, have I written a book? Have I got one outlined? Have I at least got an idea for a book? Well, if I have an idea, okay, great, good for me. I've got an idea. What would be the one little next step towards getting that book out there? Because you don't go from never having written a book to, you know, New York Times bestseller in an afternoon. But if you think to yourself, if I were a New York Times bestseller, what would I have done to get there? Mm-hmm. How can I operate from that from that stance? And once you start embedding that feeling of, you know, what would it feel like to be that person who's achieved that that level of success? Then you can take those little tiny steps more easily because they just seem like part of the natural process to get you where you wanted to go. Yes. Yes. I like that. So I can't write my book in an afternoon then, huh? Well, not usually. You can outline one in an afternoon, though. All right. Well, you know, it's interesting. As we were talking here, I made a couple of notes, and you, you'd laugh if you saw my, my paper here. It says, an idea for a new book. <laughs> cool. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you written a book yet? I, you know, I, I've got e-books out there, but I don't have a published book yet. And uh, and I it, this is part of the the, the shiny object for me. Uh, I'll go down a path and I'll start building this book, and then like we'll have this discussion, and I'll think, ah, that's an even better book. Let me start writing that one. And uh, so I have I I think two or three started now. All right. So let me ask you this: You've got just just for fun. Yes. Do you want to make a commitment to each other? Yes. I am a you know ADD kind of a person too. I have actually eleven half written books. So, um, how long would it take you to get one of those books turned into publishable form, whether that was self-published or whether that was shopping it to an agent? Mm. Wow, that's going to be a commitment and a half. You're going to put me on the you're going to put me on the spot here. Um, I'd say, with where they are right now, I could probably finish it in ninety to one hundred twenty days. Okay. So in 120 days, if you had that book done, what would that feel like? Oh, oh gosh, it would feel so, so good. You know, I actually had the neighbor kids take a photo of me with the FedEx guy when he was delivering my first box of books. Really? Yeah, because I was so, so super proud of myself. I was like, and I was like hollering the neighbor kid to come over. This is like before cell phones, right? So they had to come over and take a photo with my actual camera. Um, <laughs> but I was so thrilled. That feeling of like you have something in your hand yes. that you created, it's incredible. Yes, yes. I okay. want that feeling. So first step would be what? Decide which one of those few started books you were going to pursue? That's correct. All right. So if you're going to do one in 120 days – I'll certainly, I'm, you know what, 
I've got one that's like just been hanging over my head and it really needs to be done before college starts this year. So I will finish it in 60 days. Oh my. But it's greatly outlined already. So, okay, good, good. Uh, You're an animal. Love it. All right. So this is our virtual handshake. All right. Oh, I have an accountability partner. I love it. And this, this tells you a little bit about how I think about things, right? Is what I want you to do is think about what is it you really want and how would that feel? Yes. Just standing in that feeling, then you can look back and go, okay, well, the first little tiny step is decide which one to do. Then the next little step is I got to open up that Word document and see where am I actually. Mm-hmm. Print it out. Maybe make a few notes to myself. If you start breaking it down into the minuscule size, little tiny little items, <laughs> it starts feeling less overwhelming, less scary, more doable. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm perspiring over here. Thank you, doctor. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I knew eventually somebody would hold my feet to the fire, and you did it publicly. Yeah. And here we are together in front of however many <laughs> thousands of people will listen to this. Yeah, hundreds of thousands, actually, believe it yeah. or not. That's great. Yes. Um, okay. So, whew, let me catch my breath here. I think I just... <laughs> my. My heart is <laughs> Sorry, totally impromptu challenge here. Oh, for I love it. I love it. Hey, you're, I'm so far out of my comfort zone right now that uh, if, even if I fail, I know I'm going to succeed. Awesome. All right. So let's get back to uh, you teaching us something here. And you, I think what you just did was a, was a good teaching moment. So let's talk about that, how to break through whatever those barriers are that people have that keep them from committing Keep, that kept me from writing, from completing the book um, over the last several months. Um, I mean, was that a technique or did you just step up uh, impromptu and say, let's do this? Well, it, everything I do is based on a whole lot of thought, whether it's conscious or not. Yes. So, so that is a technique I learned a long time ago, which is put yourself in the emotional space of the thing being completed. Mm-hmm. And do everything while standing in that feeling of it already being done. Mm. So if you live your, your life from the emotional place of where you're going to be in a year, five years, ten years, with what you've accomplished by then, then, then it makes everything easier. Yes. Very good. Love that. Um, that feeling, that, that emotional tone is so, so very important. Um, that really will drive you to, uh, to the levels of success that you need. Um, in the few minutes we have left, um, you, have, uh, you had something you said you wanted to share with us. Yeah. I have actually a 90-day program called Your Dreams Matter. Okay. And, and honestly, I created that just for this program. So what people will get is a daily email, a weekly um, video or audio training, and a workbook that walks them through what to do to start getting toward their dreams uh, with all my little tiny fun tricks to get over yourself when you can't get over yourself. (laughs) Because I've had to learn a lot of those things for myself. So they can find that um, either by being on your website and finding my podcast on your website um, Julianne's going to have the hyperlink there. Yes. Um, or you can go to leahjackman.com slash Clarence, 
and that'll take you to a page. And and that program is going to retail for $4.97. But for anybody who's listening to this program right now, it is actually only going to be $97. Oh, amazing. Love that. <laughs> and here's the other thing I'd really love to do is I'd love to give 10% of those proceeds to your favorite charity. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I I have so many charities, but there's one that, that doesn't get enough attention, and that's for helping animals, those who cannot help for themselves. So um, I'll, I'll share that, uh, which charity that, it's actually PETA. I'll share that one with you and everyone. That's great. And, and yeah. uh, for our animal friends. Super, super. So Leah Jackman, dot com slash Clarence. Fantastic. And then also there's going to be a link there for a free dream maker guide for anybody who's maybe not ready for a three month program, but, um, but wants to do something to kind of take action on what we've talked about tonight. Super. Dr. Leah, thank you so much for joining. I really, really had a great time and I appreciate the work that you do. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, that's it, everyone. We will talk to you again next week, and I hope you really got something out of this. I know I did. I got a commitment that I've got to stand up to, and I will do that. So until next week, everyone, take care. Love the people you're with. Live in thanks. Give when you can, and choose based on love first. That's what I know, and I'm sharing it with you. Take care, everyone. joining us on today's true life academy certified coach trainer and motivational speaker clarence caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of yes the life you were intended to 